our readings this morning. Our readings this morning are Matthew 21, verses 23 through 32. 21. We're closing in on the end of the book. 21. 23 through 32. 23 through 32. This is where the authority of Jesus is challenged in the parable of the two sons. 21 23. And when Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came up to him as he was teaching and said, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority? Jesus answered them. And I love this. I will ask you one question. And if you tell me the answer, then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things. Then he asked the question, The baptism of John, where did it come from? From heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd, for they all hold the John, that John is a, was a prophet. So the answer Jesus, we do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. What do you think? Said Jesus, asked Jesus. A man had two sons. And he went to the first and he said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterward, he changed his mind and went. And then he went to the other son and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, the same people who wouldn't answer Jesus, they said, the first. Jesus said to them, truly I say to you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you did not afterward change your minds and believe him. Thus ends the reading of the Gospel according to Matthew. I now take you to Exodus 17, verses 1, 1 through 7. Exodus 17. They're out in the wilderness. They're thirsty. They've left behind. The Israelites have left behind any semblance of comfort to follow Moses who is following God. And it begins like this. All the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages according to the commandment of the Lord and camped at Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you test the Lord? But the people thirsted there for water, and the people grumbled against Moses and said, Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? They're almost ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Pass on before the people 
taking with you some of the elders of Israel and taking in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go, behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb and you shall strike the rock and the water shall come out and the people will drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. And he called the name of the place Massah and Meribah because of the quarreling of the people of Israel, because they tested the Lord by saying, Is the Lord among us or not? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As God said to Moses, Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb, and you shall strike the rock. The title of my homily this morning is Strike the Rock. The question today is, is the Lord among us? Is the Lord among us? Hans Christian Andersen wrote fairy tales. And they were not always the happiest of fairy tales, but he wrote fairy tales. And he had this wonderful statement that he made in his time. Every man's life is a fairy tale written by God's fingers. Every man's life is a fairy tale written by God's fingers. You could say every man and woman's life is a fairy tale written by God's fingers. Before I can go anywhere with this quote, I need to visit what is a fairy tale? They're stories that have been handed down over the ages, but not exactly the way we think. As we think of fairy tales as happy little stories. Well, the protagonist or the star of the story is of a fairy tale is, is not a fairy not even a superhero. It's not even a magical creature. Nope. In the, in the uh, style of Hans Christian Andersen and many others, that central figure is simply a common, normal, unassuming human being that may be dissatisfied and grumbling, but something leads them out of that life into a life that is mystical, to say the least. And you can see that in the retelling of Moses' life, through the Moses cycle, as Bible scholars would call it. As you travel through his life, yeah, he was an ordinary baby set in the marsh and then led out of the marsh, carried out of the marsh. But he is he's an ordinary person. And just like the Israelites, they were led out of this ordinary life into something that's beyond, beyond imagination. That they traveled into what might be and they experienced and saw things that might be what you would call extraordinary. Ordinary people led into worlds of the extraordinary. Wait. God could lead any of us, any of us, out of the ordinary and into the extraordinary, leaving behind the monotony and the difficulties of a past life with a new life filled with wonder. And that's the 
That's the witness of today's story. Moses had been led by God out into the wilderness into a most extraordinary life. He, he was reluctant to be that leader, as you were not, may remember. And he, was, he had with him a staff, just like what I carry in my hands right now. His might have been taller. He may have been a taller man than I. But he had that staff. And with that staff, in the, in the Hebrew, it would have been called a matei or rod. We think of staffs as maybe having like a little shepherd's hook on the top. But his would have been a rod. Probably about as bland as mine is. And he had that with him when he went to the burning bush. He walked with his staff, his rod, to the burning bush. And what did he do in the burning bush? What did God tell him to do? Throw it on the ground. And it became a serpent. I can't imagine how that would have sat with Moses, you know. But then he says, then it turns back to, he reaches down turns, and to pick it up and it turns back into a rod. The next thing he did with it was he held it out and he parted the Red Sea with it. The same rod that had been thrown on the ground and became a serpent now parted the Red Sea. Well, in this story, what he does is he takes it and God says, I'm there with you. Strike that rock at Horeb and water will flow from it. And he did. Could you imagine the fool he would have looked if he'd struck that rock and nothing happened? That would have set him back way back. He would have hung his head. But as the story goes, he stood at that rock and just tapped it and water flowed from it and the Israelites had water to drink. A common old water, uh, walking stick. The difference is that he believed God was there with him. He believed that God did what he promised. Whether he was at the... He saw the witness at the burning bush. He saw what happened to his staff. He saw what happened at the Red Sea. Now, he knew that if he came to that rock and hit that rock, he just knew water would flow from it. And that's because he knew that God was with him. After all those experiences, he knew that God was with him. Well, is God among us? Is God among us? Some, some of us are waiting to have proof that God is with us before we strike the rock or before we throw our staff down on the ground to see a snake or before we part the waters. Some of us are waiting. Is the Lord with us? I think about when you built this pavilion. You didn't know you were going to need it. You just thought it would be a good idea. I know better. You had no idea you'd be worshiping in this place week after week. You had no idea. But you still built it. Because I believe you knew somewhere deep in your heart that God is with you. 
look what happened. Look, look, people marvel at this because it's working now. It's doing something. It's keeping your church, holding your church together. It's not unlike striking the rock. It's not unlike parting the sea. It's not unlike dropping your rod to see a serpent. Because the same can be said. You had no idea where this was leading you. And now you need it every Sunday. Is God among us? Yeah. God is. But now, will this be the end of your ministry? Will you go, this is as good as it gets. We have proof. But you know, it's common that, that all of us, God has something, has that fairy tale for all of us where God can lead us out of our common life into something that's beyond extraordinary. I always think about myself and I use that as a witness in these days of saying, you know, six months ago, seven months ago, it was all very ordinary, ordinary for me. Routine, practice, but there was a day God said in His language, strike the rock. Don't hesitate. Just go. And that's what it feels like. I had no idea what was going to happen. My family and friends thought I was going to die by COVID-19. And they begged me not to go. And I said, nope. As all of you have heard, I said, I gave my word. And I didn't give my word to y'all. I gave my word to God. So I knew I was going to be okay. I don't know what was going to happen to me. But God's proven over and over and over again. Just trust me. Trust me, Steve. And you'll get to experience something absolutely extraordinary. How many churches gather on such a beautiful hilltop? How many times have we gathered here and there was a wonderful cool breeze and the sun was shining. On the morning when we were cold, the sun shined in and warmed us up. It's extraordinary. But I believe that's the kind of thing that happens when you strike the rock. So I think about us and I think about all the things ahead of us and where, wherever we go. There is that point where you simply are called I am with you. Strike that rock. And that which I had planned for you will happen. As God said, Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock of Horeb. And you shall strike the rock and the water shall come out of it. And the people will drink. We don't thirst for water in a desert but we thirst for the living water offered by Jesus Christ. I believe from this church, from this hilltop, water will flow, living water. Let us pray. Lord, as I sometimes say in the call to confession, we challenge ourselves to consider if we deceive ourselves Lord, help us in our doubts. Strengthen our faith to see you 
where he had never seen you before, though you have always been there. For as Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you in the form of the Holy Spirit. Lord, may we rejoice in the feeling of the Holy Spirit these days and beyond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.